At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good to have you on board here this morning, live in Las Vegas, downtown. This is the spot, Circa Resort at Casino. Mitch Moss, along with Matt Eumanns, is Paulie Howard, is taking some time off. We'll talk uh, NBA action with Jonathan Von Tobel coming up in five minutes. We'll ask him why the market was so bullish on the Bucks last night. Um, I think it had a lot to do with James Harden not being out there. And, and, you know, it's a team that lost game one. The Nets were without one of their big three, and... I think a lot of people looked at it through that simplistic viewpoint. I think you're probably right. So you can find this <clears throat> certain spots, uh, definitely globally speaking, um, players and their next team odds if they get traded. Mm-hmm. For example, Bradley Beal, and the, the print says, next team again if traded. Golden State is the shortest shot in the board, and they're shorter than 3-1. to one. Which doesn't really make a lot of sense. You got Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson's on the way back. Uh, does Bradley Beal fit? What would you into give that up? offensive uh, game plan? What's up? Sure, like in t- in terms of what you would give up for him, it would be I'm sure like a Wiseman, Wiggins. Yeah, no the pick, thanks. The pick not, this year no. from right. Not, and, and I they, like Bradley Beal, but you, I mean, he's a guy who's got to have the ball quite a bit. And when you've got Curry and Thompson, uh, assuming Clay Thompson is uh, going to be back and you know close to what he used to be off the injury. Yeah. That just didn't seem like Beal fits. Uh, and why would you trade Wiseman? It seems like that would be a forced trade. 
from Golden State, yeah. honestly, to get him. Uh, the Knicks are on the list at three to one. The Celtics a little bit shorter than four to one. The Heat are plus three fifty. I can see that one. You see the Heat? I can see that. Yeah, I think the Heat can be players this offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, CJ McCollum, next team if traded. It feels like the Blazers are going to maybe break this thing up. I mean, Stotts is gone now after nine years, and we'll get to, to Damian Lillard's numbers here coming up in a second. But McCollum's on the list. If he gets traded, the Knicks shorter shot at two to one. Clippers five to two. I could see the Clippers. I could see if it doesn't go well for the Clippers. I'll tell you this: I think they were going to break it up, or it was going to go ugly, real ugly for the Clippers had they lost to the Mavericks. But if they break it up, I could see put Paul George going on the move. Well, if this were a fantasy league and uh, you could just trade, call up your buddy and make trades, I would trade Paul George for uh, for C.J. McCollum. You would do it straight up. Oh yeah, I really don't think. Uh, PG's a great fit as Kawhi's wingman because they're, so they're very similar players. you got to have somebody who's a little bit different. Now, obviously, I think Damian Lillard would be a much better fit. Well, that would be a total game changer. <laughs> the, Lillard's one of my favorite players in the NBA, and he's a guy who he'll change a franchise. If he goes to the Knicks, watch out. Oh, yeah. you got Lillard, you got Julius Randle, and all those other pieces. I think the Knicks... Uh, take a big step up as contenders in the East if they could get a player like uh, Willard. They're plus 250 if he gets traded. <clears throat> uh, Do you know how much that city would love him? I just, oh, oh my he would God. be a huge star. Oh, you kidding me? That guy's so tough. Um, but really, if you're the Portland Trailblazers, how would you trade I, Damian Willard? You can't uh, do that. There's no way you? you can do that. You, you can't. I mean, he's a once-in-a-lifetime player yeah. for an organiza- any organization, but for a team like that, uh, JVT coming up next. We'll ask him maybe about some of those possible trades. And, uh, again, what did he think of the Bucks' move last night against the Nets? This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The Tampa Bay Lightning can close out their series with the Carolina Hurricanes today at PNC Arena in Raleigh. The Lightning are a dollar seventeen favorite, up three games to one. Carolina plus one hundred seven, five and a half under the total. VGK and the Avalanche even at two games each. The Golden Knights are a dollar thirty road dog at the Avs, minus one forty, five and a half over at Ball Arena. Utah Jazz open up their Western Conference semifinal series today as a four-point home favorite against the Clippers. Philadelphia laying five against the Hawks in Game Two of their Eastern Conference semifinal series. Joel Embiid day today. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com before you place your next bet. Every day, we're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vcin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. And remember... Cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. Go check out a new feature that we have on the website. It's vcin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in major sports with current odds and what percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game. Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those games to help you find a betting edge. And, of course, we have all of the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. 
Start your next sports bets at vcin.com. Rolling along here on a Tuesday. In this hour, we will get to our in-pocket plays. We'll run down a little bit of uh, today's Major League Baseball card. And uh, right now, Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN's very own NBA senior analyst, joins mm-hmm. the program. He filled in yesterday for Pauly, who's taking some time off, joins us now. What's shaking, baby? Uh, nothing. You know, I heard you guys talking right before you went to the uh, the update, and uh, I will say that humans, if the Knicks get Damian Lillard, uh, the Mecca will become even more insufferable, so I'm totally <laughs> not down with that. How do you trade Lillard? I, I just say, as a Blazers, I don't believe he can do it. Yeah, I, I think it, it depends on like your coach and like the timeline of what the what the general manager right wants to do. I would agree with you. Like, I think that that's that's a project kind of like Boston, where you would think you'd be able to turn that thing around relatively quickly, depending on the personnel moves that you make. So, I think more likely it's CJ McCollum who's on the move. You know, other pieces on that roster, but the, Damian Lillard, I would think, is going to stick around because it's not like this is a roster that is like really old and decrepit. This is a relatively young guy. Uh, and a lot of relatively young pieces that support him, too. So I would think that you're probably going to keep this thing together. Well, you win in the playoffs with guards like that. And uh, really, where would you rank Damian Lillard right now if you're ranking the players in the NBA? Uh, to me, he's definitely in the top ten. Is oh, he yeah. in your top five? Um, I, Let me see. Let me pull up my list really quickly. I have okay. his files. I know you keep the uh, list updated daily. <laughs> No, I think he's definitely there, right? When you think about like yeah. who the top five candidates would be, if we're talking about Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid. I'll tell you right? what, I'll tell you, man. Right now, I would, I would take Lillard over the Greek Freak. Right. Well, because he's you know he's a guard, right? So his position yeah. is even just a little bit more important, he's right? Much you, better you can shooter. Build an <laughs> yep, a hundred percent. So no, you're right. And like like McCollum's probably going to be on the move. I think they invested in Norm Powell. They traded for him. So I think that right. new backcourt dynamic is going to be him and Powell as opposed to him and C.J. McCollum. McCollum had a really bad series against the Denver Nuggets as well. So I think McCollum finds a new home. So maybe maybe New York can get off-brand C.J. McCollum uh, instead of <laughs> instead of Damian Lillard. But don't count out Boston either. Boston has uh, reportedly been sniffing around. They have a much better package, I think, that they could offer uh, Portland than uh, the New York could. Yeah. What, what would that look like, starting with Jalen Brown? Right. I think it's Jalen Brown, anyone, Aaron Neesmith, uh, maybe a Peyton Pritchard and a, and a Picks, but I think it's like Neesmith, uh, but brown and maybe like one pick and brown's a centerpiece right so you could get away with shipping that off and then including a pick and like an ancillary piece so i think boston's definitely got the more attractive package if we're talking about the two east coast teams Man, like that that's interesting peyton pritchard would be a fan favorite immediately portland Oregon. Yeah. yep matt said that he would trade paul george if he were on the clippers paul george to the blazers straight up for cj mccullum would you make yeah, that I deal look- the, the clippers are plus 250 to get him if he's traded yeah, it makes sense, right? I mean, because they signed him to an extension. So if you get Portland, you get him under, you know, you get him for a while. The problem is, like, the, the trade-off between those two is is steep, right? Like, Damian Lillard is obviously the better player. So if you're the Clippers, you have to include something. And there's not really much else on that roster you would include, right? And they don't have any much – they don't have much draft compensation to include in a deal oh, like No, they that. don't. Right. So, like, what are the other pieces that are going with Paul George? And that's the problem. Like, Paul George, Avica Zubac, and – I don't know, like second round. Like it's, I just personally, I couldn't like find a package that would make a lot of sense for Portland to make that deal. It makes a ton of sense if you're if you're the Los Angeles Clippers, but I don't know what you're getting back if you're Portland. Why did the market overreact and love the Bucks so much last night? I have no idea. Like humans texted me right before the game. He's like, you know, hey, what do you look at this game? And I was like, I'm taking a little on the uh, the the Nets here. Like this is this is an overreaction because think about those two guys. If you're out there too and you were watching this. 
remember, home court more than ever now is being factored into a lot of these lines. We've seen this right now that we're going from position or from you know place to place. And as I've calculated it out, well, home court's probably about around two and a half points or whatever. So regardless, you're talking about the Nets catching six and a half at Milwaukee. If that is the power rating that we're using going forward, that, that's nuts if we're talking about this closing about two, one and a half. So, I, Mitch, I honestly don't know. What, what the market was thinking. You know, I told you when we were on the air yesterday that I didn't think it would get to Milwaukee being favored because I didn't think it should get to Milwaukee being favored. You know, Kyrie and KD, when they're together, they have a plus 9.1 net rating. They're a 43% shooting lineup, right? They have an offensive rating of nearly 123. Like, they're extremely good. And so for the market to really overreact to that extent, I thought was, frankly, really surprising because James Harden, look, I don't think you're going to find anybody who loves James Harden more than I. He was a basketball player. But for that to happen... To make the Bucks a road favorite in a playoff game in that type of situation well, was really nuts. So I think the market's learned its lesson. You know, you're seeing uh, Milwaukee pop up as like a three and a half point favorite at home. Makes a little bit more sense. You know what I mean? Because again, if that was the power rating you were using, we're talking about three more points added to that power rating, and that's just way too much for Milwaukee. Am I the only one who watches the Nets? And every time I see Kyrie Irving, I think this guy is an idiot. He thinks the Earth is flat. Do you well, think he that came, every time he, you look at Kyrie? What? He came out, actually. Did he, he came out and refused. He, he came back off of that stance a while ago. Believe. It, it doesn't matter. Once you throw it out there, like that's going to haunt you forever. I, 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 I mean, it does, but I, I would trade thinking the earth is flat for that jump shot. Did you see what he did to Giannis? Did you see what he did to Giannis? The way that he, oh, by the way, the way that he can finish with either hand, I mean, he's one of the best yep. finishers. I mean, come on, he is He is a magician sick. with the ball, no he doubt really about is, it. He really is, yeah. Those nine he, games he, he played well, that season at Duke, I'll never forget. Yes. <laughs> right. uh, well played. Yeah. Well played. Hey, yeah. if you could yeah. break Giannis' ankles in transition the way that he did in that game where he just stopped on a dime on the perimeter and buried a jumper in yeah. his face, like that's that's incredible what he's able to do. And it speaks more to what you just asked me about. Like flipping this game, like the talent of him and KD is nuts. KD had Chris Middleton in his face. He's like, I'll bury this three-point jumper. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like it's, They're so freaking good, man. I will tell you. I do mean, you have a future on the Nets, by the way? Uh, no, no, I don't have anything Nets related at all. I, I think they're going to win, but you know, the, the only value in betting the Nets, especially during the regular season, was betting no, right? When you're talking about a pick over at Circa in the two-way market for the Eastern Conference and a slightly lower price or higher price in terms of winning the entire thing. Uh, but I thought that they were going to win the Eastern Conference, so there really wasn't much value. And for me in doing that, because well, the price was, hey, bet no on everything, to me, I believe that they were going to do it, so no. Remember, the Westgate took 20000 on the Nets at 14-1. to 1. I believe that was uh, back in October. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and actually, I think Jeff Sherman said they took 50000 on the Nets at plus 275 before the playoffs. Is that right? I believe so, Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you and I were talking about this yesterday, Jonathan. I don't know why I called you that. JVT. <laughs> I, I've never called you Jonathan in my life. Jonathan? I just came out. Okay, all right. <laughs> Whatever you say, Mitchell. Yeah, all right. All thank right. you. Um this the, the kind of like this new group of uh, guys betters that came around and they were betting the Hawks mm-hmm. big like a while yep. back, uh, and now they have a one zero lead and they look terrific in game one. But I know Matt bet the Sixers uh, to come back and win the series. You bet them as well. Do you do you like the Sixers tonight as well in game two? I know this number is now up to five and a half. Yeah, so I bet them a minus one ten dead when that was pick over at Circa. So I would agree with that sentiment that Humans has out there. And like generally, I would say yes. You know, Mitch, I will say that. I tend to be a little bit more patient on a game-to-game basis uh, unless an anomaly pops up, right, like yesterday with Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Uh, you know, there was a there was a couple of games in the Denver and Portland series that popped up in terms of some line movement that probably didn't belong. Uh, I'll generally stay away from a game-to-game scenario, but 
look, looking at the screen right now, you can lay five, you can grab six. So you should be able to get the number that you want in this game if you're talking about Philly and Atlanta. But I agree with that. Look, in the second half, Hawks had a negative 32.1 net rating. Is it going to be that bad? No. But if we're talking about them in the fourth quarter, just over a point per possession, right? Not really being able to stop the offense, especially with Joel Embiid in control. You know, that's what I would predict a little bit more going forward. Doc's got to learn a lesson, though, right? No, no more of these all-bench lineups. Start Ben Simmons defensively or Matisse Thibel uh, on Trey Young. Not 95-year-old Danny Green. You can put him off on the perimeter on somebody else. So I, I think the lessons were learned there from Doc in the second half, and I think you're going to see a much better effort. But I, I think, too, when you look at it, like the the Hawks, if you're painting the picture for the Hawks, right, in terms of what they can do to win this series, you think you're worried if you're Philly because the two little issues in your defense, which were really good all year long, were the areas that they exploited, right? Philadelphia gave up quite a few shots within four feet of the basket. They weren't great. They were pretty good in terms of opponent shooting, but I think they were 19th in terms of frequency of attempts within four feet of the basket. They were 17th and 19th, respectively, in opponent frequency of above-the-break three-point shots and above-the-break three-point shooting by opponents. And that's what the Hawks did to them, right? Getting to within four feet of the basket, kicking it out to shooters above the break. Like, those are the things that they were doing really well in that first half. So I guess that worries you a little bit. But but I think now that you've changed this and now that Ben Simmons is at the point of attack on those pick-and-rolls, things are going to change here a little bit defensively for Philly. So ultimately, I agree with that. I think Philly's going to come back win this series. You know, I was texting with Jeff Sherman um, after that game one. And he thought that maybe we were going to see a market price of Atlanta minus 120. And I started drooling. I was like, let's go. Like, I'll take Philly at even money. But at like minus 105 or minus 110, if you could get those prices, those were definitely worth doing it too. Are the Bucks buried? Uh, obviously, they have a chance to come back in the series. But I, I think you indicated this is going to be a tough matchup because the Bucks don't defend the three-point shot well. And uh, last night... <laughs> Last night, the uh, Nets hit 21 of 42. They just get too many open looks from three. Yep, uh, 100%. It's like, again, it's funny. I, I said this a thousand times. You know, you kept hearing, like, well, watch out. You know, the, the Bucks are switching a little bit more. They're trying things out on defense. Yeah. Like, really? Because for the fourth consecutive year, they are now in the mid to low 20s in terms of opponent three-point shooting in all areas of the floor. So as much as you're trying things out, you know, and it's great that you beat up on the Heat, who are the 19th best shooting team in the NBA, you know, you're going to run into Milwaukee, or excuse me, you're going to run into Brooklyn, and this is going to be a problem for you. And sure enough, you're right. Now, you know, the Nets, one of the things, it's funny, I mentioned this with you, uh, Mitch when we were talking about it yesterday, right? You know, the, it, maybe it's not sustainable, the Bucks shooting this poorly. But like I said in game one, it's also not sustainable that you're going to hold Brooklyn to a 112 offensive rating, right? It's not sustainable that they're only going to shoot 38% because this is a 42% shooting team in the regular season. And so sure enough, you saw those things come to fruition. So Milwaukee can totally steal a game. Look, it was really surprising the lack of presence within four feet of the basket. And the fact that, I, I think I called him last time on social media, Blake Griffin 0.5, like the fact that he's playing the center position and, and playing it extremely well, embodying up Brooke Lopez and stopping Giannis on drives to the paint and things like that. Like, if you're Giannis, that, that is a matchup that you should feast on at this point in your career. It hasn't really been happening. So I think they're buried, Ubits, from the sense of you're down 2 nothing to one of the best shooting teams and best offensive teams in the league, and that's a really hard hole to climb out of because you're not stopping them. You're going to have to shoot out them. So, like, will I be surprised if they're, like, down 3-1 going back to Brooklyn? Uh, no, not at all, or 2-2. Two, two. But I think this is too tough of a hole to climb out if you're looking at back in Milwaukee to win this thing. JVT, our guest here, follow the money on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. You also grabbed a really good number on the Clippers series against the Jazz. You were all over this when it opened up. You grabbed uh, L.A. plus 140. Nice job. Very good number. So I'm guessing you're just going to sit back and watch game one then tonight? 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Like it, I, I would agree with the market move. It's up from, from four to three and a half, something like that. I think is what we're looking at right now uh, overall. I, I just I really like this matchup for LA. This was keep in mind this was part of the reason why the Clippers wanted this side of the bracket. It wasn't even so much there was the avoid the Lakers aspect of it, but it was also we like our chances in the semifinal matchup with the Utah team who we match up extremely well against. You know, go back to the series with Memphis, guys. John Morant averaged 30 points per game on about 50% shooting because the Utah Jazz, analytically, right, they play really good basketball, but they allow you to take a whole bunch of mid-range shots. They were 29th in opponent frequency of mid-range attempts. And so over the course of a large sample size, that's going to allow you to finish as the best defense in the NBA, right, because you're allowing teams as a whole to take inefficient shots. But stars today still have the mid-range game, right? Look at all these best stars we're talking about. They're elite mid-range scorers, and they've had problems with elite mid-range scorers. They had problems with John Moran. They had problems with Chris Paul. They had problems with Kawhi Leonard in the regular season, and they're going to do it again here. Kawhi can operate exclusively in that area of the four. Paul George can do it as well. And then you look at the other parts of this. They have the Clippers a three-point shooting to catch up with that team. Actually, they finished above them. They were the best three-point shooting team. Then it was Brooklyn, and then it was Utah, right, in terms of team three-point shooting percentage. You have the defensive pieces. Donovan Mitchell's a great player. He's not commanding doubles and hedges and blitzes off screens like Los Angeles, or excuse me, like Luka Doncic is and like the Clippers had to do. And Mike Conley, like what is happening with Conley? We don't know what's going to happen yep. in that regard. So all of those put together, Mitch, I think this is a really good matchup for the Clippers. So I bet it at that price. And I think obviously not only the path to a Western Conference Finals, but an NBA Finals is there too because in the regular season, they were very good against the Phoenix Suns. So yeah, I'm, I'm in on the Clippers. I took them 11 to one too. Uh, right after, right before Game Six against the Mavericks to win the NBA Finals, uh, I think this is you're going to see the team that went four and one against the Mavericks and had a plus ten point seven net rating, uh, as opposed to the team in the first two uh, games of that series. All right, very good. Follow him on Twitter. He's at me JVT. Did you have a piece of Tibbs to win Coach of the Year? I know you got there with Randall for Most Improved. <laughs> so I didn't. And look, this is going to sound very anti-New York, but the more I thought about it, the more I was kind of like, come on. If, if I will ask you guys this, if Tom Thibodeau is the head coach of the Charlotte Hornets and everything plays out the same with the exact same roster, is he winning coach of the year over Monty Williams? No doubt about it. Easily. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, right. Like that's what, that's what kind of bugs me. You know, it's like, I, like he did a really good job. But if I told you like a team finished fourth in the lesser conference with the 24th best offense in the league, like, I, I just feel like that's not grounds for coach of the year. But we see this all the time, right? And I did, we, when we talked about handicapping this, Mitch, I, I brought it up to you, I talked to Gil and everybody else about it, is he did have one thing that nobody else had, and that was New York and the Mecca. And we that see was, the love of New York, right? The Hawks series, where, uh, what was it we were talking about yesterday? What, 15 out of 17 Mitch writers picked the New York Knicks to win that series. The allure of the garden is something special. And so when you're in contention for an award like this, more often than not, it might help you out. It's great to see that JVT is finally embracing the mecca of basketball, yes. the garden. Um, it's been a long I've been trying what. to teach him this for years, uh, and it looks like he's finally accepted the teachings. Uh, tell you what, if they're running it back with a very similar team, you better get ready for that bounce back because it's not going to look pretty next year. What if I told you Tom Thibodeau was coach of the Timberwolves? Yes, <laughs> right. But that's part of the handicap, though. That was part of the it deal. Is. Is that, that is. You know, New York's right? part of the handicap. Absolutely it is for something like this. So, anyway. Yep. All right, thanks, man. Enjoy the game tonight. Good luck. Thanks, Mitchell. Appreciate yep. it. <laughs> yeah, that one banked away after I called him Jonathan. <laughs> he did a nice job with our Randall. Winning the most improved like I talked JBT's about. JBT's got a fan text here. A listener uh, viewer says, I'm not sure if I ever mentioned this, but JVT is phenomenal. 
If I could buy stock in that man, I totally would. That's a strong text. How about that? Uh, we'll get to some feedback coming up next. We went through this epidemic two to three years ago. I can't believe it's still a thing. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes every week. Don't wait. Sign up now. And new customers get a deposit bonus up to 500 bucks. That's code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, that number is 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Must be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details. Johnny Avello of DraftKings on tomorrow's show, 6.45 a.m. Pacific. And Johnny had Patrick Cantlay. He did, huh? He bet Cantlay last week, yep. Well, very fortunate winner for him. Yeah, you could say you lucked into a winner in uh, golf last week if you had Cantlay. It's one of the stranger tournaments you're ever going to see with uh, the leader up by six going into Sunday. A force to withdraw from the tournament. But, uh, yeah. hey, you get bad beats and you get lucky breaks. 
Matt, this is something that uh, really irks you know sports fans and sports oh, betters. Oh boy, this uh, this is a good tweet, here. right? I mean, it's something that we've talked about. This goes back a good two or three years, and the pictures and the feedback that we get just would never stop. And I can't believe it, but it continues to be a problem in this country and maybe beyond. From James Lawrence last night at a sports bar, no NBA or NHL on in sight. Instead, we have college softball and Major League Baseball. There were three games in baseball last night. I really need to move back to Las Vegas. What is the world coming to? No photo attached here, but this was really a thing on this show for a long time. Mm-hmm. You walk into any city, in any sports bar, and there's a good chance at some point during the day, like in the primetime window, right? It happens out here in Las Vegas all the time. Oh, yeah. And that's why, like we, like Mike Palm, Active Content Management, Derek Steven, Stevens loves him for that. They don't screw it up here at Circa. They get it right. Mitch, I would say four out of five times I walk into a bar or a restaurant, I have to instruct a bartender or waitress or whoever, can you put that TV on channel 221, put that, that one on 206, that one on 245, whatever the games are on yeah. that night. Say, first of all, do you have direct TV? Yep. You know, and uh, they don't know what games are on, no idea. what the channels are on the TV. So I basically have to ha- have set everything up on the TVs. And it shouldn't be that way, when, especially when you go into a sports bar. Well, my probably my favorite sports bar in Vegas. Half the time I walk in there, you look up and there's Fox News on TV. Come I, on, that can't happen. I know that drives guys like Mike Palm crazy. Drives me crazy as well. If you if you run a sports bar, you got to instruct your bartenders or whoever put the games on the TVs. Yes. Don't put on the Drew Barrymore show or Fox News. Why would Fox News, CNN? Or the Food Channel, for example, ever be on in a sports never. bar? Should never be on. Why is that even an option? Should never be on. Ever. If if you don't know what to put on, put on ESPN News, or right? Just yes, ESPN just let or ESPN Two or whatever. The whole time. Or VSIN. Yep. Yeah. Like may I? I guess maybe I could see the Weather Channel as part of like being next to games, or mm-hmm. like on a Sunday during the NFL when they go around the country and say, "Look, today in Cleveland it's going to be 31 degrees and snowy." You know, whatever. I mean, so right. I can kind of get the weather channel, but all this other stuff, never. Should it ever even be? My, a, my default channel at home where my TVs run most is NFL Network. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've almost, I've got one TV at home that's on NFL Network like 24 hours a day. Very good. Yeah. I like that idea. I might have to steal it from you. This is, uh, so is this a thing, by the way, up in Canada? And we're all over the great country of Canada. And uh, the email is ftm at vcin.com. This is a tweet from... Meanwhile, in Canada, and check out this video here. But here you go, a friendly local. He's helping a beaver cross the road with a hockey stick. I was going to say, is this our new version of a dog video? Right, I think it is. Okay. Because this might, with all of the people that watch the show in Canada, they might actually send us videos of this. Is this like a daily thing? And is it common just to have a hockey stick in your the bed of your truck? <laughs> I'm guessing the answer is yes. Well, that's probably like a lot of people here. You know, if you play softball or baseball, you might have a bat in your trunk. Sure. In Canada, you would have a hockey stick. Like in Wisconsin, I'd have like a fishing pole and probably a cooler. <laughs> Those are two things that would come to right. mind. And Matt, uh, I don't know how big of a bowler you are, but has this ever happened to you? I love the movie Kingpin, but no, not much of a bowler. Here you go. You see the dad going for the split. No, no good. Then he has to run after the oh, kid. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he did the split right there. That has uh, happened to me before. But I bowl quite a bit. Well, I haven't bowled in a long time, but uh, when I did bowl... You ever a 300 game? No. What's, no. Your, what's your high? 235, over or under? Uh, over. Over. Okay. Over. Uh, 256 is the high oh, that's game. That's pretty good, man. I think around 220 might be the best I've ever bowled. But I, haven't, I bet you I haven't bowled in 
Oh, man. 15, at least 15 years. Oh, is it that long? When I was in a bowling league six or seven years ago, I had exactly a 500 after two games, and I told myself, I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to roll a 700. Wow. Fell apart in the third game. I was making the bat. pressure, man. I was making the bowling ball talk on the lanes that night. It was on, I could do I could make the ball do whatever I wanted. The game three starts, all of a sudden it just the lanes changed. I'm like, what is happening? I got so nervous, fell apart, I was so mad. Disgusting. I'll never forget that. What'd you roll in the last game? A 157. Ooh, so, oh, just brutal. Just off. brutal. In pocket plays coming up next. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're up. All right, we're dancing today. We were dancing last night, too, when the news came down and it broke right before the Bucks nets game number 2 on TNT. Cash it, baby. Tom Thibodeau, sixteen to one, coach of the year in the NBA. Nice hit. That was a uh, that was a good one. I had no idea they were going to announce it. again. No timeline for the NBA announcing these awards, and just my phone is blowing up. I will tell you though, like uh, the futures have been like really, really good going back for a while. Uh, I, I do have to clean up in some areas the day to day stuff. Uh, baseball's been okay. I haven't had a lot of plays. But the Royal stuff, plus 140, loser last night. Well, I think you rolled with the uh, pitcher making his MLB debut as a starter, right? And you yeah. thought the Angels had never seen him. and uh, That was part of it for sure. And it was also a little going anti. Going in blind. What's that? Anti-Bundy as well. Dylan Bundy had not won a game. He, he had started, what, 10 or 11 games this season, had zero wins. Yep. I saw a little bit of uh, Dave Koken on your show yesterday. He yeah. did have the breakdown, though. So far, I didn't realize that going into the game. But this year, guys that are making their debuts, what is it now, 3-11 and 11 or something like that? They're getting mauled. 3-10 or 3-11, and 11, something like that. But the, recently, the Blue Jays started Alec Manoa against the Yankees, yeah, and he yeah. shut down the Yankees in his first major league start. So, yeah, I mean, in retrospect, you always look back and say, wow, man, that was a bad play. I can't believe I did that. But uh, I don't think that was a terrible angle. Dylan Bundy has been a disaster. No, I know. So. I know. I've had some... I think you're more ticked off because you were going to play the Islanders well, and you took that off and put the Royals on instead. Right? So we're like, we're sometimes I forget, you know, and I'm trying to tell like Matt behind the scenes, like what we're betting today and what we have plays on already. And I look at my phone, I text him at 5:44 yesterday in the morning. So I'm just like, yeah, take off the Islanders. I'm not going to bet them tonight. Put on the Royals. Mm-hmm. I like the Royals better. That's that's how I operated yesterday. Never bet the Islanders. Of course, that one comes in, and I bet the Royals, and that's a loser. So uh, tonight. I think the first period is going to be just has a chance to be must-watch TV, Avalanche, and Golden Knights, where the Avs, now their hair has to be on fire after losing two in a row when they were up 2-0 in this series. I think we get a couple of goals in this first period. We got it last game. I think we're going to get it again. Over one and a half is $1.05 right now. And uh, coming up in about five minutes, we'll do more on the baseball card. The numbers on the Reds taking on Hauser for the Brewers are phenomenal. I'm going to go over in this ballpark. Sonny Gray's not been great. I know it's the, the Brewers offense that we're talking about here, but I'm going to play over eight and a half. It's juiced at like minus 113 as we speak. You know, as far as that Vegas, Colorado first period over, uh, man, if you're a goalie in that series, you have to be 
on point all the time. Oh. These goaltenders are getting peppered with uh, great shot opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially Grubauer for the Avalanche because the Vegas Golden Knights have uh, had all sorts of scoring chances in the past two, two and a half games. Yeah. You know what Jeff Davis was saying earlier? Watching the games and then going back and looking at the numbers, the Golden Knights 5-on-5, five five, they're incredible. Mm-hmm. You put them on the power play, it's like, I don't even want this to happen right now if you're betting on the Golden Knights. Right. Get back out there to like 5-on-5 five five when you're better because their power play is so bad. And yet when Colorado goes in the power play, like, uh-oh, here we go. Here comes like 14 shots in two minutes. What do you think about the first game of the series when it was 7-1 Avalanche and every it seemed like every two minutes you turned around, uh, the horn was blowing and the Avalanche were celebrating. And the Golden Knights looked like the Washington Generals of hockey that night. Uh, and that was yes, they did. Robin Leonard in goal. And, uh, you know, we talked about this with Jeff Davis and Circa, like you said, to uh, start hour number two. Leonard, Leonard was terrible that night. He, he let in some goals that were inexcusable. But it didn't matter who was in goal. You could have had the old goalie from the Soviet Red Army team, and the Golden Knights yep. would have lost that night yep. because they were just bad. So you, you can't pin that one on Leonard. Uh, but anyway, I, I kind of like your play. You're definitely going to have uh, plenty of opportunities, scoring opportunities in this series. I think so, yeah. you got to think the Avalanche, too, are going to come back um, with fire in their eyes after what's happened the past couple of games. But yeah. Lou Finicaro, who's very good hockey handicapper, just texted me and said, he's on the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. And he, he said before he, the series he was going to be on Vegas. So. He was on uh, the Isles last night. I think he got him at plus 173 to win that game. Nice bet. Islanders are, I think, the classic blue-collar hockey team. And you got to love Barry Trotz as a coach. He coached the Washington oh, yeah. Caps when they beat the uh, Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup final a few years ago. Has it ever happened where a guy won the Cup and then got fired? Basically just booted up. Well, I, I don't know if he I got mean, fired. He just said, you're not welcome back. How many times did that happen in any of the like four major sports? That yeah, doesn't happen. Yeah. Who you betting at the uh, well, the Islanders up. were lucky to get Barry Trotz, that's for sure. Oh, very much Smart so. Smart to snap him up. Uh, like we talked about throughout the show, 76ers to win the series. Drop game one. Don't panic. Uh, I believe they've got the defensive personnel that in control, Trey Young. Hopefully Doc Rivers figures that out or his, his assistants. Doc's not a defensive wizard. Uh, but with guys like Matisse Steibel, you ought to be able to control Trey Young better than he's been controlled in the first couple rounds. A lot of this hinges on Joel Embiid's health, right? Oh, no doubt. I want to bank on uh, Embiid to uh, stay on the floor and the Sixers to win this series. I I do like the Sixers team. I think they're better than the Hawks. And uh, maybe a little line value on the series price with the Sixers dropping game one. A lot of times people like to overreact uh, to the first game, so I'm not. Palmetto Championship in golf this week at Congaree in South Carolina as Jeff Davis I think Apley said, this is like throwing darts. If you're going to throw darts, throw darts at long shots. Uh, I've got reasons behind these guys I talked about earlier in the show. I'll just list them now. Harold Varner III, 35-1. to 1. Don't be surprised if you see him on the leaderboard on uh, Thursday or Friday. Patton Kazire, again, iron play and putting, going to be very important this week. Kazire at 40-1. to 1. Ian Poulter, 40-1. to 1. And Garrick Higo, a South African player that not a lot of people know about. He's got two recent wins at 50-1. to 1. Those are circus sports numbers uh, for golf. And we have Jeff Seeley on the show tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Pacific. Right? Yep, yep. 
And if you're a horse <clears throat> racing fan, First Bet is the place for you with wagering on races at more than 300 tracks and AI-assisted picks. It is the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport with secure payments, attentive customer service, and a reliable website all brought to you by Express Bet. Sign up using the promo code Vegas100 today and get up to a $100 match bonus for your first deposit. Visit vsin.com slash horses for details. That's vsin.com slash horses. The promo code is Vegas100. Yeah, one of the players I had last week on the in-pocket was Colin Morikawa. 18-1 to or 19-1. to But I'm not going to say that's a bad beat. He lost in a playoff. He blew the lead down the stretch. I think we have some emails on uh, the John Rom situation. We do. We do. Yeah, we'll get to those coming up next. Uh, Again, the the payout uh, with him up by six strokes. He gets the news about COVID. Some books are rewarding that and paying Rom and Cantlay. Double winners at the Memorial and also feedback on uh, everybody in Canada helping out Beavers on the road. Believe it or not, I do. We'll run that down for you coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. 
Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, don't stand around with your hands in your pockets waiting days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' fantastic feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get a $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. BetRivers Sportsbook. Visit BetRivers.com. Email is FTM at vsin.com. We played you that video up in uh, Canada of a uh, local there helping off a beaver get off the road with a hockey stick. So we were asking if this is like a common occurrence up there. There you go. Here's the video again. Hey, pal, come on. Nice beaver. Yeah. You're impeding traffic here. Let's go. Are you injured? I got a hockey stick. I'll help you out. By the way, I don't think I would want to do that to a beaver. They Aren't they, like, super dangerous? <laughs> I don't... Uh, there was... There was on the an list S- of killer animals, I'm not sure if beavers are on the top ten. There was an SNL skit, like, 30 years ago called Slapped by Beaver Tales, and it was people who had been, like, spanked, like, in the uh-huh. face on yeah. accident or, you know, whatever, on the chest, and they had, like, these big beaver tails or whatever. It's kind of funny. Anyway, uh, Bill Mitchell says, everybody in Canada will stop to help any animal cross the road. As well, speed limits are reduced where it's uh, known animal crosses. Not sure if you have that in the USA, but we even have a turtle crossing signs posted. Okay. Nice people up in Canada. Yep. On the ROM double payout at some books with uh, Patrick Cantlay. This is from Doug. I don't think it's fair to say, are we going to pay every time there's a bad beat? We are dealing with a unique situation, COVID. We've been a very forgiving nation when we're dealing with this epidemic. And if it wasn't for COVID, ROM would never WD. Well, it's injury and illness. It falls in that category, right? Yep. As JVT said, though, yesterday, if he sprains an ankle... That's injury. Right? Do you think people would be complaining that? I guess they would be, huh? I I see his point that COVID is kind of a, you know, makes everything fall into a different category if it's COVID. But still, as a better, you can never expect, you can never demand or expect a payout or even a refund in a situation like this. You're just lucky the sports book did this for you. Yep. This is uh, from Ray. This idea of people expecting to be paid out for the golfer not finishing the tournament is a broader societal issue. We teach our kids that when they are faced with adversity, get a bad break or think something is unfair, it's not their fault, it's someone else's uh, cause, and they need to be responsible. I actually kind of like that. We also got the participation trophy stuff yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That's a fair analogy. That also cost John Rahm like $1.7 million. Cost him a lot of money. I mean, he was crushed by the decision. And uh, we'll see if he comes back and uh, redeems himself in the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines next week. Yep. Uh, we will get to the baseball card coming up in a second. 
first, though, sad news for those of you just tuning in overnight. Um, at 71 years old, former Giants coach, he actually lived out here in Las Vegas for a long time, was around in the, uh, the NFL for a ton of years, coached out here the Las Vegas Locals. Uh, Jim Fossil passed away due to a heart attack last night at 71 years of age. I can't believe it. We all knew Jim here quite well. I mean, yeah. he was on VEASAN shows with us. A lot. He did the draft yeah. show with you and JVT, what is it now, a couple, two, three years ago? Yeah. Um, he sat in for like an hour on the draft with us. He did the Super Bowl show with us. A uh, year before last, and Jim had been with us several times. Uh, he suffered chest pains Monday and was taken to a hospital here in Vegas by a friend, died of a heart attack, and uh, 71 years old is too young to go. It's way too young. And I got to know him pretty well uh, out here probably 10 or 12 years ago when he was coaching the Las Vegas Locos in the United Football League, which is actually a pretty good product. And they had some players who eventually would, once their season was over with, they joined NFL teams, mm -hmm. and they had a pretty good impact on uh, the teams that they joined later on, like that year and two years down the road. But you could just tell, again, I, calling games from the booth, you could just see like the way that he was operating with not a lot of practice time. And these are a bunch of, you know, like, I, I'm not going to, misfits are probably, like cast-offs probably, right? It's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, it's not quite like the longest yard prison football team. Sure. But it's, uh, you're just getting a group together at the last minute and kind of trying to Here figure things out on the fly. We, yeah. got, we got a game in two weeks. Let's get it to go. And you could just see the way they executed their offense. Like, it, he was very good on offense. They listened to him. The execution was really good. And also, just like a super guy who always made time for, you know, tons of media members. And it just, uh oh, man. That sucks. 71 years old. Yeah, really good dude. Yep. You know, I read the uh, Sam Farmer obit in the Los Angeles Times, and he says his last football job, speaking of Fossil, was head coach of the Las Vegas Locos of the United Football League from 2009 to 2012. you got to mention that he won, what, one or two titles in Vegas. Did that team go back-to-back? -back? Oh, man, I think they won one. Okay. It was at least one. I, you got to mention they won the title. Yeah. Interesting uh, background, though, in Jim Fossil. Just I want to mention quickly, uh, he played quarterback at Fullerton College, USC, and Long Beach State. He was a seventh-round pick by the Chicago Bears in 1972. Wow. How about that? Yeah, that's strong. Um, he had short stints with the Chargers and the Houston Oilers. Uh, brief stops in the Canadian Football League. Man, I love the CFL. I miss that league. Sure, I wish I would come sure. back. Uh, Toronto Argonauts. And how about this? The Hawaiians of the World Football League. Nobody, wow. Not too many people are going to remember that team existed. I have a bad memory. They won two titles in the UFL. Yeah, I thought so. They won two of the three, actually. It's not like you were the play-by-play -play guy for the team or anything. That's, that's pretty bad. Pretty bad. But you know what? I'm still kind of affected when you said uh, when we traveled to, like, Orlando, Hartford, and Omaha. You uh, just poo-pooed it. And uh, I said, what are you talking about? Omaha's great. Bars close at 1. Just getting warmed up in this last call. A lot of people here in town don't go out until 1 o'clock 1230 last call? Are you serious? Yeah, that's I was rough. there for the NCAA tournament. Been there for a couple other events. You know, at the, at the tournament, you're watching games all night. You're working. You leave the arena. You want to go to a bar. Sure. You walk in 15 minutes later. Last call? Yeah, that does stink. It's unacceptable. Yep. Uh, some Major League Baseball to get to. I, pro I wanted to really run down some of these numbers um, with this Brewers-Reds matchup. So the Reds 
in their career. Think about this. It's only 63 plate appearances, Matt. That's it. They've homered nine times off of Hauser. Their slash line is Man. 379, 429, with a slugging of 862. Jesse Winker is eight. Think about this. He's eight of 13 with five home runs. What? That's sick. I had to do like a triple take last night when I'm handicapping this game, and I'm like, Can we bet a prop on Winker to hit a home run in this game? And you know what? (laughs) Let me see if they have that up already. Home run props on that game will certainly be available. William Hill, the VSIN handicapper, joined us in hour number two, and he is on the Reds in this game. I don't blame him. You're playing the total. I like the over. Uh, You know, over four and a half for the first uh, five is plus money, but uh, over the game is eight and a half. I like the over. It's minus 113. You know, I don't see home run props as of yet, but uh, they'll be out, I'm sure, I'm sure, sometime soon. Do you think the Giants are a little bit too light today? I like the, the Giants a little bit. I had that game circled. Alex Wood going for uh, San Francisco, but yeah, the price is right there in that range where I'm probably going to pass on it. Because I thought I saw 133 this morning. You did, yep. I like that I'm telling you what you saw. 132 at Circa right now. That's not bad. I mean, that that, that would be a fringe play for me right now. It's something I'll think about today. 132 at Circa is not a bad price. Matt, let me tell you this. Uh, I, maybe a question for Nick Bogdanovich some point, maybe this week. They must have taken a lot of action on Alex Wood at Will Hill to win the Cy Young. Uh-huh. He's down to 15-1 to 1 there. Is he really? Think about some of his competition. Well, Jacob DeGrom's going to win the Cy Young unless he... Uh... Is severely injured. If I told you right now that DeGrom is going to finish out the rest of the season, would you say that $1.50 right now is a great bet on DeGrom? Yes. So would I. He's 150, minus 150. Alex Woods, 5-3, 52 strikeouts, 51 innings, a whip of 1.12, 348 ERA. Kevin Gossman of the Giants has been a better pitcher. Gossman's been terrific. 7-0. and 93 Ks and 77 innings, whip 0.76, 1.27 ERA. I think Gossman is a guy who's uh, probably worked his way into the top three. Yeah, he's 30 to 1 right now. Wood is 15. By the way, um, why, why would Wood be 15 and Gossman be 30? Uh, I don't know. Gossman's got better numbers across the board. Maybe Wood's family lives here in town. They're pounding him at William Hill. <laughs> the, the prop on Winker to hit a home run tonight is 4 to 1. With a guy who's really? eight of thirteen off Hauser with five home runs, uh, bet it four to one. I think so. I think uh, that's that's a prop worth playing. That's I think. the BetMGM, sure. Four to one odds. I mean, some of these home runs. Recite props. those numbers one more time. Just anyone who didn't quite catch it. Winker has thirteen career at bats off of Hauser with eight hits and five home runs. Wow. As a team, the Reds have nine home runs and sixty-three plate appearances against him. He's got five home runs and thirteen at bats against this pitcher. How does that happen? And he's four to one odds to hit a home run tonight. Now watch. I'll he, take it. He could easily go 0 for 4 with well, two strikeouts in the game. Yeah, I mean, of course, right? Some of these home run props that you get on guys are like... If you like to bet player props, that one's worth a shot. Yeah, so, Some of these guys on the player props are like plus $2 to hit home run. Is there any value in betting a player to hit two, uh, a home run at 2 to 1? Not in my opinion. 4 to 1? Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe we're on to something here. Now I'm going to have to watch the Brewers-Reds game. I know. Well, uh, did you have anything on the Astros-Red Sox? No, but I did want to mention the Red Sox right now. Uh, I wrote this story. It's going to be in Point Spread Weekly, which comes out late tonight, tomorrow morning. You can grab the Red Sox at some spots right now. Four to one to win the American League East. They're, what, a half game back? Yeah. I don't think the Yankees are going to win that division. It's a two-team race with the Rays and the Red Sox, and the Rays are not known for adding players. Correct. 
The Red Sox can. The Red Sox can have the resources. They could go out and get a guy like Max Scherzer. Ooh, man. So I think the Red Sox at four to one are worth a look to win that division. Can you imagine what that would do to the American League in general? Right. If they make a move for Max Scherzer, oh, with that lineup, and I know Martinez has been out now for a couple of games. That'll do it for us. Good luck tonight with your bets. We're back tomorrow at seven Eastern. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.